This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel with me, your host, Patrick Smith. Well, up next for Jurgen Klopp's side is Brentford at home today in a 2pm kickoff. Following a disappointing first leg draw against Arsenal, this will also be the Reds' first Premier League game for two weeks, so they need to get back to winning ways. Well, someone who hopes that isn't the case is Brentford correspondent for Football London, Uzi Majid. Uzi, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? I'm very good, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Well, Uzi, welcome to the Blood Red podcast. And we'll move into the specifics throughout the show, but could you give the listeners a general insight into what we can expect from Brentford on Sunday? Well, as you might have seen, uh, they come into it um, slightly bruised from quite a heavy defeat uh Southampton in midweek. Um, went 1-0 down, so he got back to 1-0. And, you know, you would have thought that might, that might have, you know, calmed them down. But, you know, just really poor defending on the night. Obviously, just cost Brentford any, any, uh, anything of just getting getting something out of the game, really. It was probably one of the worst performances they've had all year, considering, you know, they've, you know, really done themselves proud in their Premier League campaign so far. Um, so, obviously, Frank, obviously, Thomas Frank um, will be just hoping that, obviously, Tuesday, obviously, that the Tuesday horror show won't, won't uh, be replicated on Sunday. Um, and with regards to how they how they'll, uh, how they'll approach it, I think nothing too dissimilar from what you know we saw in the uh, corresponding fixture um, back in September. But they will have to be a lot more, um, you know, see a lot more tighter defensively. They'll they'll probably you know look to pick Liverpool off on the counter. And yeah, it's, it's going to be quite it's going to be a very uh, tough battle for them. Yeah, it was a disappointing result for you in the week. But, you know, you're currently in the relatively safe position of 13th, I believe, and you're 10 points for the relegation zone. You know, it's a very good start for your first Premier League season, but do you have one eye on the drop zone or are you firmly mid-table, do you reckon? You know, you know, for Patrick, you've got to be quite... Uh, you've got to be very careful around you as well because I think you've got teams like I think Burnley have two, three games in hand now. Yeah. So if they win, they win, you know, if they win all, one or two or even like all of them, you know, it could be, I think, maybe... Two, three points behind and we start to play them later on in the year so you know look we just need to try and just focus on ourselves and you know i know you know you can't when you look at the table you always like you know get a little bit distracted from you know what's happening behind you and you always have to like keep an eye on what's happening um i do i do like to hope you know maybe come come the end of this month maybe just get Brentford can maybe get maybe one or two bodies in that would be to just try and you know just keep, keep us away from the, the whole dreaded the whole dreaded uh the dreaded drop, um, I think they'll be all right, but they do need to be a little bit careful because, you know, obviously they've got for the next two months, they've got fairly, fairly, so, I mean, look, no game is easy in this league, we, we know that, um, but of course, um, there are some tough games, I think the next three away are against, obviously, Liverpool Sunday, Man City next month, and then Arsenal as well, so they've got some tough away games in that, and of course, uh, if you look at after the international break in April, they've got, a, they've got an extremely, like, very hard month. I mean, to play the likes of Chelsea, you know, might be still be challenging for the title. They got, they got West Ham challenging for top four. Watford, you know, trying to get away from the whole releg- they're in a relegation battle. Tottenham challenging for Europe, maybe top four. Whether whether it be for them, I don't know. And they got then they finish April off with Man United. So that's a very that's a very tough uh, month when you look at it. Um, but look. It's, you know, we just got to, we just got to, we just got to focus on uh, obviously, obviously the Sunday, and then I think two more games after that against United and Wolves at home, and hopefully we can try and 
you know, try and finish on a positive before the mini winter break or whatever you whatever you call it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, um, three games left, nine possible nine points. You know, if they can get if they can try and get a win from somewhere, from one of them, that that'll be all right because uh, I think four games in February after after coming back two away, obviously City and Arsenal, which are pretty pretty tough. But then mm-hmm. the likes of Crystal Palace and Newcastle at home, which you know. On paper, are very winnable, and two games of I mean, games Brentford will look at and try and get points out of. But, um, and then you know the one I think I think there are seven games, seven game, seven league games between now and the March international break. So the one to be trying, trying you know, try and get you know a good a good um, a good number of realistic points they can get to try and you know go into the final that really important part of the season in a in a in a relatively healthy position. So. Yeah, um, just obviously just focus on this game and then we'll, we'll just take it how it goes. Behind enemy lines on the Blood Red Channel. That's the thing, you're in a healthy position now, but you don't want to take those risks. And, you know, if you lose a couple of games, you could suddenly be getting drawn into big six pointers. But, you know, it can all change. It really is a decisive period of the season, I feel. But um, to move on to my next question, it would be, what is the Thomas Frank side and what are their strengths? But I think we found that out in September when, you know, we drew three all away at Brentford and it was a very exciting game, but also a frustrating one for Liverpool fans. But for some viewers or listeners who may not know, could you explain to us what a Thomas Frank side is and what are their strengths? Um, Thomas Frank side, obviously, very, you know, in his words, very hard to beat, uh, very hard to break down, obviously having with, with, with a five at the back. And they've got two. They've got the two strikers up front. One of whom's obviously an Ivan Tony, a target man, who would try and you know coming up against the likes of what is probably going to be Van Dijk and Matip, um, try and win his aerial duels against them. And obviously you've got Brian and Boomer, who's obviously not as not as uh, commanding, uh, I mean, uh, as assertive um, in the air. Um, he's more of a um, just. You know, someone who just makes those, you know, very clever darting runs. He can try if he can try and get in and behind, in behind uh, the Liverpool defence. So that's um, that's one that's one area. Midfield, I think, is going to be very. I mean, that's I think that's for me. That's where the battle might be. The game might be won in midfield. I mean, um, got I think Christian Norgard, who's you know without doubt Brentford's best. For me, for me, he's been you know one of Brentford. Arguably, Brentford's best player this season. You've got Vitali Yana, who's also been, you know, it's incredible. Obviously, those two have a really good partnership um, in midfield. And then you've got in the midfield three. You got sometimes you've had we've had a Frank Onyeka, but another player's really, really risen is Shandon Baptiste, who um, came on in the, in the game against Liverpool. But and it's also his rise has been incredible because. Yeah, last year he got an injury early in early in the season. He didn't. He only played one game in the promotion season. So the fact that he's come in and he's you know taken to Premier League life like a duck to water, it's just testament to him and you know his his mental strengths and how he's um you know given Thomas Frank uh you know a, um, a selection headache with regards to midfielders. Um, obviously with Frank Onyeka at Afcon, um, he should. I think he'll, he'll probably start um, with Norgard and Janel. So I think that'll be a very interesting but um, how those three deal with what's probably going to be Fabino, Anderson and um, Motush, I think probably... Yeah. Well, probably Milner, I'd suggest. After the Milner. Games, but maybe um, the Oxlade-Chamberlain or Curtis Jones very tough start. to beat team in Frank's yeah, certainly um, an interesting words. You know, sometimes in your first Premier season, you've really got to dig in and defend. 
But Liverpool's result last night and only managing to get one shot on target against Arsenal, you know, is that going to give Thomas Frank's side and his defenders a boost of confidence? Obviously, we're missing Salah and Mane and, you know, no one's quite sure where we're going to get a goal from at the moment. So does that give them a boost, do you think? I think uh, if I assume Sweden, he did, he did watch last night's game and I think he would have taken a lot. Um, I think, of course, he did. I mean, I was he just had his press conference an hour ago and he did say that, um, of course, any team would miss, you know, Mane and Salah. They're two world-class players, as he said. And also, um, but of course, he did mention that they've got other players like Diogo Jota. So, of course, you know, you are going to have, you know, crosses from, you know, Robertson and... Uh, Trent, Trent, uh, of course, um, they're obviously gonna, and obviously, he's gonna, you know, obviously, Brentford kind of took, are gonna have to be very careful because he's very good in the air, um, even for someone who's not, you know, relatively mm-hmm. tall. Um, so of course, they are gonna have to keep an eye on that, uh, on that, um, on that front. And also, I, I think, I think, st- I think if going a long way to try and gain something, I think game stopping the fullbacks in Trent and Andy Robertson, I think that would, that is, it's key to. You know, Brentford getting something, whether it's a whether it's a point or a shock win. Um, so that's how that's how I look at it from uh, from from afar. I do I do th- I do think that um, I know I know Liverpool they were very abject for for their by their own standards last night, mm-hmm. but it's it's a different it's a different ke- I know it's a different kettle of fish if you ask me. I think okay, yes, it was a it was a semi final, but you know. This is a league game where you know you're gonna ha- you need you need to win to try and you know keep the, keep your faint, albeit very faint, title hopes alive. You know, it's, it's, you do look like the coasting at the minute. Minute they're, they're obviously playing tomorrow, so maybe whatever result they get obviously might have an effect on you know the Liverpool players, maybe Liverpool as well. So I think pressure's off Brentford. I think they can just go go in and just play their own game. And then at the other end of the pitch, of course, you mentioned it before, a lot about Ivan Tony. Is he the main goal threat that Liverpool needs to be wary of? Uh, without doubt, yeah. Um, I know he, he didn't have a great uh, didn't have a great night at Southampton, I've got to say. Um, but of course, I think he'll be motivated. He did grow up as a did grow up as a Liverpool fan, um, and he and he did and he has he did say he's dreamt of scoring at Anfield. So um, that, I'm sure that'll be that'll serve as extra motivation for him. But yeah, it's it's I think. I think him and uh, Brian and Brian and Boomer will be very key. I don't know if um, Rico Henry's going to be back. He's very, he's a very key, very key uh, player at left wing back for Brentford as well. Frank did say a decision will be taken on him. So whether he starts or not is um, is another matter. But it'll it'll be interesting. It's you know hopefully Sunday we'll have the makings of a good game and hopefully Brentford come mm-hmm. out on come out with some come out with something. From the gist of this conversation, I'm getting the impression that you know you'd like to see some business done by Brentford in the January transfer window. Are you hopeful of any signings, or you know, is there any specific areas you'd like to see them strengthen in? Yeah, I think is I think the thing is, Patrick. I think they they're going to need to. I mean, you know, it's just you know your you know squad depth been mentioned many times. It was mentioned on Soccer Saturday a few, I think, last month, where I think you know we went we ended up went to Tottenham and you know we had a. We had an 18-year-old. We had, we had a game at Tottenham last month. We had an 18-year-old right back and a former Tottenham academy player on our bench. Um, and you know, ultimately, you know, you're not gonna, you we you don't have enough players to rotate between Tottenham and the other games you have. So I think new mm. new new bodies are a key. If, if they can get maybe, I think one one would be good. Two, I think two would probably be 
I think I think they're missing a right wing back, and I think they're missing probably missing a wide like an attacking player. Um, I think hopefully if they get them, they can maybe like loan like maybe loan some like well, maybe not maybe some like players who you know haven't been playing as much football recently, and so they can come back next year and hopefully you know fight for their place and make sure they get some you know good good experience elsewhere. And also, are there any notable injuries within the Brentford squad ahead of this weekend that we should be aware of? Um, not that I not, not that not um, Frank said that it will be every everyone who was on the bench and played, but I know everyone who played and was on the bench at Southampton is available for um, is available for the Liverpool game on Sunday. So there are no real injury major injuries. Um, he did say that a decision will be taken on Rico Henry, I think, either today or tomorrow. Um, he, did, he is hopeful that he'll be in the squad. So either way, whether he'll start or be on the bench is, a, is one thing. Um, so that's probably the only doubt it could have at the moment. But And possibly Sergi Canos, he did say he could be available as well. So The former uh, Liverpool man himself. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah, he'll be... Um, I'm sure he'll be relishing the uh, the occasion. Should he be? Should he make a recovery? Um, yes, I think Carlos and Henry are the only two uh, um, minor um, injury doubts at the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully know more on the day. I think it'd be fair to say after your poor result at Southampton, that you can expect a couple of changes in the starting lineup. How do you think Brentford will shape up in Anfield? Thing is, um, I actually think that the team the team that started at Southampton was more than good enough to beat them. Um, it was, you know, it was the team I actually predicted before the game, bar one, which was, I think, which was Henry. He didn't, unfortunately, didn't recover. Mm. But I actually thought it was, for me, it was the perfect team. It was, you know, Christopher I was back, Jean the Baptiste in midfield, you know, the two main in Norgard and Yana as well, Tony and Mbumo. Um, I, th- I think it was it was more than good enough. Um, unfortunately, we just, Brumford just had a really bad, they just had a really bad uh, um, night. And I do, I do think maybe it's an interesting one. Um, I do, I, I personally think that it'll be unchanged. Maybe Henry, Henry coming back in at left wing back. I don't know, but I, I do hope, I do hope he comes. Uh, they come back in. Um, I, do, I, do, I, I, I hope Henry's back. And but if not, um, I'd probably expect it to be unch- unchanged. Going to be back to more generally now. Like what is the aim for Brentford this season? Is it cementing your place in the Premier League? Have you got an eye on the relegation zone? Or are you trying to win a cup? You know, you've got, you can have a decent cup run. I believe you've got Everton away. So I'm sure yeah. one half of Liverpool will be supporting you in that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, Patrick, I think it, I think this year is just all about survival. Um, I'm sure I'm sure a, a cup run would be great. And, then, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love one personally. But for me, just just cementing a place in in the, in the league for next year is, for, without doubt, the biggest the biggest priority right now. Especially when you call when you call the injury, you know, we've, the fact that we've been decimated by injuries as well, it would just make survival look so much more you know, like impressive on that front. So I think for me, survival is the most important thing. Anything else can take care of itself after that. Well, Lizzie, thank you very much for joining me. But just before we finish, I'm going to have to ask you for the dreaded score prediction. Oh god! <laughs> um, oh god! How's this gonna go then? Um, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm, I never predict losses on this, so I'm gonna go. With, yeah. I'm gonna go with a. I'm gonna go with a draw. Actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one all. Okay. 
I'm going to go 1-0 Liverpool myself. I think we'll struggle, but I think we'll eventually crack it down and sneak one in and hoping that happens. But thanks again, Uzi, and thanks again, everyone, as well, for listening at home. We will, of course, wait and see what happens, and you can keep up to date with all the action across the Blood Red channel, the Liverpool Echo website, Twitter and Facebook, and Liverpool.com. Thank you very much for watching again, and for myself, Patrick Smith, and Uzi Majid, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.